come Mr. Podcast Man, podcast me a podcast. Here come man, we wanna go podcast. Podcast me a potato, rotten potato. Podcast, we want a podcast. Welcome to the Rotten Potatoes Podcast, brought to you by Denver, Colorado's Cook Street Productions. My name is Travis Robert Lindner, and I'll be your host tonight. So uh, why don't we go around, get things started today, go around the table. Um, I want you to say your name, introduce yourself, and tell me how many times you've been to church in the last five years, and how many times you've been to an amusement park. Go ahead. There's some overlap there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm Evan. I've been to church zero times in the last five years. Now oh, heathen. And an amusement mm-hmm. park, I'd say... You've been to weddings and About 20. Probably. Oh, you yeah. Count those? Uh, nope. Yeah. Okay. Not never, to a church. Never yeah. a church. I haven't been to a church service in you know, okay. five years. And amusement park, I used to work for a summer camp, so like 20. Wow. Yeah. 20 to zero. Well, that's got to be a winner. Yeah. My name's Justin. I think I probably have been inside of a church for mass once, or zero, probably zero, but let's say maybe once. And amusement park, uh, maybe also zero. What have you been doing, man? Those are the only two things. I go to both of those places to get my rocks off. (laughs) I just can't afford it, you know? Church with the donation plate and everything. (laughs) It's awkward. Um, I have, I'm Nate, and mm-hmm. I have been to church. Oh, got a couple. Yeah, I think maybe two or three. Um, and an amusement park, two or three. Probably. What about what maybe. if I open it up to say it's not just amusement parks with rides, but like aquariums, museums? Oh, Does that change things? Twenty or yeah. thirty yeah, blows yeah. it away. <laughs> Yeah. Twenty game. or thirty, yeah. Because it's better to do drugs when you go to a museum or an aquarium than yeah. it is an amusement park. Yeah. I don't know. I've never been to an amusement park on like heavy drugs. I don't think I'd want to be. Yeah. There's so many people. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in line a lot. Yeah, yeah. line would suck. I. Yeah. You don't have to be on drugs. <laughs> no. Yeah. I thought that was the point of the question. Okay. <laughs> oh, church not church on drugs? Church, <laughs> church would be more interesting. Um, I, you know, I don't know. I guess I'm probably like three to one, maybe. Three to... Three amusement three, No, three churches in the Peace so, Corps. To one. I was in the Peace Corps, Nate. Um, oh, I didn't know I that. had to go there because it was my duty. Save everyone. As always, we'll be betting on Rotten Tomato scores for a movie in theaters right now, um, and whoever is furthest away from the actual score will be forced to see the movie alone, uh, which is what happened to me this past week, and I wasn't forced at all because I got to go see Hunger Games, the most recent Hunger Games. Catching Fire! Catching Fire, that's the name of it. Um, I believe two of us have seen this movie and two of us are want to see it still. Yes, Nate, yes. Nate and I are very excited at some point to see it. We are both want yeah, so let me. what did you think, Ev? I thought it was really good. That's my entire review. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. It was really good. I, th- I think I liked it more. I did like it more. I th- I, but I haven't seen the old, the first one in a long time now, so I'm not sure. Maybe it's a recency effect. But... I re-watched the first one after yeah. seeing the second one. Yeah, um, I want to do that now. We're not going to... This is, this is an anti-spoiler yeah. alert. We're not going to give it anything away. No. Um, she is attractive. Oh, I said anti-spoiler. I I on it, like really, there's not a lot to say about it because we don't want to give away a lot. I, I, I I guess I'll say I could have done without the first hour, (laughs) which is a strange thing to say after you said I really liked a movie. But we we talked about this a little bit on the last podcast where. Um, what's most interesting to all of us, yeah. I think, is the actual game. The games, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And it takes about an hour to get to the game. Okay, that's what I... But there is still games. There is still a game, good. and the game is good. Yep. Good. Yeah. Better. Yeah, it is better. <laughs> yeah, it's it like better. The, I saw the preview yeah. where like she's on water. They're like each on like lily pads yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's cool. I'm down. Yeah, I would... Cool. One of the things I thought about when I was watching this is... How quickly... I don't think I have the will to live enough to continue to try and live. With all, yeah. the, with all the deal with yeah. all they're, they're really trying to kill you. And it's not just yeah. like the other... In, the, right. in this one especially, it's yeah. not just the other people. It's the game makers. Like, the yeah. game makers are constantly yeah, trying to kill you. Um, I, I don't have a shut up movie. Because it was just... It was great. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Um, although... 
And this isn't, I, I guess this is more of a shut up Hunger Games than anything else. That works. Um, why is Lenny Kravitz's character a character? What, like, what this guy does, and like he's so tied with, um, with Katniss and the small blonde person. Um, <laughs> Banksy. Oh, PETA. Oh, that's Banksy. another thing, is watching this movie made me really want Greek food, because they kept on talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Greek sounds good. But anyway, the, the Lenny Kravitz character is the designer. He's like the team's designer who's yeah. like, he's, uh-huh. he's famous. Everybody's wearing him in the capital city now. And like, she has a real intense connection with him because like, he designs some clothes. Like, yeah, he's the designer. Wasn't he the one, like, the last one to see her off in the first Yeah, movie? and yeah. in this one. And it's like she has this really emotional connection with her designer, and I just, I don't get it. You're about to, like, fight for your life. Who gives a fuck what you're wearing? Yeah. The sponsors care. Yeah, that's true. So you're not going to get those packages the, the, if you don't have a kick-ass fire dress. That's a big part of it, yeah. And in this one, too. I'm guessing he's bigger in the book. Yeah. To be honest. Well, well he's only in, like, he's, yeah, he's not that. Well, he's, he's like five foot six in real now. life, Lenny Gravitz. Didn't we find out he was five, was it six or it's, seven? He's five really? six. Yeah. That's a surprise. Isn't that crazy? That's a yeah. very You think back to, surprise. like, are you going to go my way video with, like, the dreadlocks? Always I always shoot say up. he's six five. Absolutely. Yeah. That's Wait, crazy. what were the other ones we found out? Prince is five one. Well, that five, I knew. No, that's crazy. That I knew. He's and, Br- and Bruno Mars is yes. five five. Yeah. So imagine being in a room with Bruno Mars, Prince, and Lenny Kravitz. And you know the most phenomenal <laughs> mixed race. Still be, I would still be intimidated. Yeah. Well, by which mean, one? Not by Prince. I think if you saw, I mean, he's got some confidence. There's something about. I'd, yeah. I'd be well, weirded out. Five, six, <laughs> um, also, the most surprising one of those was that Vin Diesel's only five four. Yeah. And like that, he looks way bigger. Yeah. Way bigger. How does he oh. act next to The Rock? The oh, Rocks and five, not five, The five, Rocks 5'9". Five, five, yeah. 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 Um, so really, I, I honestly don't have a lot to talk about for Hunger Games. I, I think it's something that everybody should see if they enjoyed the first one. Um, I had a question. Sure. Um, so I'm sure it's not going to get any Oscar buzz, um, even though it was, what, a 93 or a 94 and it's full of good it actors. It went down to the actors. 80s, I think. Okay. It did it. Yeah. But I mean, still, it's 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 a good... Like, this, this dynamic is odd to me because we're about to see Gravity I'm sure get nominated yeah. because there's 10 movies though if they were still doing the 5 selection I, I wonder if Gravity would but like it's weird um, that Lord of the Rings was nominated every year and I was yeah. really surprised when Gladiator was nominated and, and won, won. Yeah. like who makes these decisions as to when something is just like a popcorn entertainment epic that it becomes I mean Jennifer Lawrence has enough cred that doesn't that help a little bit? Is it going to be like Lord of the Rings, where after they, they do the three or four, one. they're like, hey, Hunger Games, you made four great movies. Why not get the little Best Picture nominee? Yeah. Harry I mean, Potter. Harry Potter stayed high. Yeah. I guess it's, it's surprising any time like, a big action movie is scored really... Like, The Avengers was really high. We talked about yeah. that before. Yeah. Um, but you know, something like this is actually good. Yeah, but does, and it doesn't it have... Like, you can have an action movie that's just really well done. Like, The Bournes all score really high, yeah, but I'm not suggesting... Be, yeah. I'm not suggesting that should be nominated for Best Picture. Right. But if you watch Hunger Games, or at least in the first one, there are many people crying. Yeah. Like, when the main character dies. So, like, if you can make you, your, someone cry, doesn't yeah. that put you in the conversation a little bit? No, it is interesting. Like, like what action movies have won Best Picture or were nominated? Was Jurassic Park? No. I don't think that was nominated. That's insane. Isn't it? Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> what more do you want? Yeah. Cook Street Fan Mail. Um, all right. Our fan mail question this week comes from Los, Los Angeles. City LA. of... Traffic, am I right? Oh. Uh, never oh, ending. my goodness. Um, Jason. Uh, Jason said, uh, with 30 Rock and The Office done and Parks and Rec is starting to feel like it's a little long in the tooth, I'm not sure what comedies to watch anymore. So tell us what your three favorite TV comedies are and why. I feel like, well, there's no way we can get through all 12 without there being overlap. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, overlap is fine. It's yeah. They're looking to us as yeah, connoisseurs. Yeah. Well, it's true. We don't talk about TV that often. Right. It's kind of a nice... Are there even three favorites? I think it's really just the two and a half. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Which probably, by the way, is still like the second or third biggest show. Oh, I'm sure. There's also only two. 
and they're broke girls. <laughs> so apparently oh. CBS is just so two and a half out. minus two. <laughs> is there yeah. one without numbers? In the yeah, I say I think there's nine. Nine, nine big bang theories. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I would say, I, I guess last week we were talking about this, and I was saying how I think the best show on TV sort of rotates a lot like professional yeah. football players, soccer, to mm. the Americans listening, that someone can only be good, yeah. the best, for like two or three yeah. years at a time. And I think the comedy is usually the best, and it's like second and third season. Yeah, which is, which <laughs> like is, yeah, which is why yeah. Mindy Project is my yes. answer, because yeah. I think it's the best show on TV. It's, it's what I get most excited yeah. about right now It's the watch. only comedy that I'm like, yeah. I, it's not past its prime, sure I watch it and it seems like it's kind of finding itself a lot more and, than it did season one. Yes. Which people, a and lot of people... Two good, two good male characters that are in now. We've had a lot of conversations with people who are surprised that we like Mindy Project. Yeah. So I don't know what the public perception of it. Uh, yeah. Like, I think it's that it's a stupid Fox show. It's a sitcom. Yeah. It's a sitcom, and yeah, you, have to, uh, you have to know that going in. Yeah, yeah, and it has strings while she's walking. Like, yeah, beep, beep, yeah, beep, I know. Beep. That's fine. The way they do text messages is terrible. Oh, yeah. But at least they're trying. Like, yeah. you get, it sucks. I, I, feel, I feel for anyone that has yeah. to try and show text conversations yeah. and art. They did, I think they, they did, did sexting. It. In yeah, one, right? I like with Dennis. Yeah, yeah, because it's because it's Morgan and I th- Adam Paley. Yeah, yeah. Paley, I think what it has going for it is Mindy Kaling, who is just kind of the best. Like yeah. tired of the Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy making the heat. Put in Mindy Kaling. Yeah, like why, why? Why is she reserved for TV? Same with Lena Dunham and. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a better shot. If if Mindy yeah. Kaling had a show on HBO, I think that people would think very differently about her. Yeah, yeah. Um, because she doesn't have to, you know, have have or fit into all the things that having a show on a major network. Yeah. Do you think she would get as naked as Lena Dunham? Oh, I hope not. every single week. <laughs> I don't want her to. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but yeah, I think she has the smartest voice on television yeah. right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, Lena Dunham for the girls, I would say, is certainly there too. But yeah. within a sitcom, like it's really impressive. Yeah. It seems, even though I know she's not writing every joke, it does seem like it's all filtered through her sensibilities. Yes. Yeah. Which is kind of like 30 Rock. You could always tell Tina Fey, or Seinfeld right. was always Seinfeld. And it's similar humor to, I mean, the Tina Fey self-deprecating yeah. uh, writing about yeah. herself and oh, the, eating habits, the, and, which the, are great. It's great. The constant, <laughs> the, how many times in an episode of Mini Project does she say, like, that's offensive, but you know my tits are great. Right, right, right. right. Like that kind of dual life that she's leading, but, you know. It's still cool. Oh, I was telling Travis about this. I was listening to one of the writers of Mindy Project talk about when the show first was on air, and they give, like, studio tours, you know, um, when you come to L.A., and they were at uh, Fox Studios, and there was a billboard of her, um, and it was like, and Mindy Project, where uh, Mindy Kaling from The Office plays a nurse. Ooh, and what? like yeah, and like someone a page like at Fox wow. does this, like, and it's it's weird as it took me three or four seconds to realize that that was wrong. Yeah, she's, yeah, a she's a doctor. Yeah. She's like, a, she delivers babies. Weird yeah, you know, streak that goes yeah, through. Right. Yeah, girl, doctor, girl, office, hospital, nurse. nurse. Yeah. There's a there's a really great article that I believe we posted from our Cook Street Facebook page, but um, it's it's a Lena Dunham interviewing Mindy, Mindy yeah. Kaling. And one of my favorite parts, and they're both just whip smart. Yeah. They're both so smart um, and so accomplished and young, especially for D- Lena Dunham. But one of my favorite parts was when Mindy Kaling talked about how she gets annoyed how when she's asked questions, like when she's interviewed, it's always about what it, what it's what is it like to be a woman as a showrunner or like as a minority as a showrunner. And so she has to filter everything from, you know, from that perspective. And one of the things she said is like, it's really hard to be a showrunner. And like, I'd rather talk about, um, you know, story arcs and like building, like all the things that every other star, like fucking do like, you know, two and a half men, like Big Bang Theory, all these people do. Um, and she does it better than most of them, but that's not what the question is. Right. right. Yeah. What's it like being Indian? Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. And then you got to run a show on yeah. top of being Indian. It seems like you really curry that show. Oh, okay. that's what they could say if they were funny comedians. <laughs> that was, uh, don't apologize. <laughs> Wear it proudly. Uh, the other one that I would say, because I guess this mentioned Parks, Parks and Rec is long in the tooth. And that's kind of true. I mean, it, they're clearly ending it. Rashida Jones is yeah. gone. Rob Lowe's gone. Pratt's gone. Pratt's yeah, he got jacked for <laughs> superhero movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but like it's still it's still a consistent Parks and Rec. I think it's is one of those things that was the best show on TV 
whenever there were other things not transcending. Yeah. Like, it's just always Solid. a B, B plus. Yeah. Kind of like the way 30 Rock was. And, like, like 30 Rock, for the first few seasons, I, and, and like you were just saying, like, you have a really short window to be yeah. the best thing. And right. then The Office, like, this, this question from Jason... Um, you know, he's talking about 30 Rock in the office, but those, those were on long enough where like, you know, it's not, those aren't what you point to, you know, they're smart, you know, they're good and consistent, but at the same time, I mean, there's two or three seasons of the office that are really just, you know, I stopped watching the last two or three seasons. They they did great with Jim and Pam to make that last as long as they could. And And once they did, it was kind of tough. You got to feel for them. And it's weird that those... Because, yeah, we're talking about shows that still do the same conventions of will they or won't they. Right. And that's Mindy Project with fucking Castellano on her. Right, But it seems like they kind of don't care. It's like she's embracing that will they or won't they. And just saying, yeah, it is what it is, but look at all this funny stuff happening around. Right, right, right. Well, and how many shows... A new girl maybe maybe went a little too early. It did. I can't do it. I can't do it with them together. It's such a hard show to watch when it's so, like... Every episode is like, yeah, but I love your quirks. Like, it gets to the point where they might break up. Like, yeah. well, well, but, we're changing. And but we're notice that together. they did that at the same time as, like, Cece and yeah. Schmidt are not together. Right. Like, the, the you can't have, a, you know, both couples together place. at the same time. Right. Um, so that becomes the Ross and Rachel arc instead. Yeah. Well, I, I do think New Girl is Friends. It reminds yeah. me yeah. very much of Friends. It's Yeah. It's, yeah. it's does well it's, against both demographics, man, right. men and women. And it's, it's a safe. lot of hot young people hooking up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You get a chuckle every once in a while, you're happy. Yeah. Schmidt, Triviani. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. All right, so you've got... I, so, Parks, Parks and Rec, I kind of mentioned in passing. Um, Modern Family, I will say, I yeah. still watch... He, Modern Family is like the Tim Duncan and Peyton Manning yeah. of TV. Like, I, It's never, not my favorite. But and they do the schmaltzy last five minutes always, yes. where they do the yeah. voiceover, voiceover. Right. tell me why families my are family great. Is great. But um, <laughs> but I do think just uh, from an educational, just watching it, to be like, how do we get this good at writing? It's comedy? so tight. Yeah. It's so tight. It's where the best writers go. Yeah. And if Phil Dumphy can't be anything besides Phil Dumphy. Yeah, you know what's interesting about that show is that, you know, because it is, it's very much an ensemble cast. And with shows like that, you're banking on, you know, each piece being good. I don't think that's necessarily true for that show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, You hate Manny. I fucking hate Manny. Maybe it's wrong to (laughs) hear a little Spanish boy. He's a pretty bad actor. I hate him so much. It's tough. It makes it um, tough. Yeah. I think Ed O'Neill's great in it. Yeah. And he reminds he's like a poor man. We'll say homeless man's Bill Murray. I think yeah. with the way he delivers things, like yeah. His, yeah. before he even says something, you're like, "Give it to him, <laughs> <laughs> dry grizzle." Oh yeah, yeah. I think that I would like the Ed O'Neill character a lot more if, at the end of the Ed O'Neill, like you know, if he's the A storyline, he's sipping on his scotch, talking about, "Yeah, they're annoying." But I love him. Like that—that right, that right, part right. of it really kind of degrades yeah. what I do like about. And him. if he didn't have the most attractive wife in the entire world, yeah, <laughs> it's a little unbelievable. I know he's rich, but but Modern Family absolutely deserves. Yeah, yeah. Um, deserves what what they question. do with so many characters. It's it's weird if you actually start analyzing. Like, wait, so every character is accounted for in these three storylines, but always yeah. in weird ways. Like, oh, Phil's with. Sofia Vergara for right, some reason right. over here. And why is Haley watching the gay guy's kid? I don't right. know. But, but you never question it. You never yeah. question You never question Yeah. Okay, so you've got Parks and Rec, Mini Project, and Modern Family. I'm not saying Parks and Rec. Okay, well. <laughs> but, I, but you guys should talk. Yeah. Maybe those are the good ones. <laughs> so those are the, okay. Yeah. Nathan. I mean, that's most of them. But yeah. Well, you said you kind of mentioned girls. Yeah. yeah. Girls yeah. and Veep are on right Veep. now. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. I saw a preview for no, you can, you, you can, can absolutely. Count. Yeah, yeah, certainly girls and Veep are. I saw a preview for girls, and they're doing back-to-back episodes for the first night. I don't know why. Oh, okay. It starts in January, and yeah, that was one where I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I forgot that show has been gone for a while, and I am excited for it to come back. And she just tries things. Yeah, yeah she's I'm excited. Absolutely. For girls you're talking about? Yeah. Just, that episode last year where it was just kind of the all-inclusive, her and Patrick Wilson, she's yes. in a stranger's house and they have sex. It's just those two. Yeah. It's yeah. weird to watch the first time, yeah. but like getting some perspective on it's like, wow, yeah. that was a crazy yeah. episode. Well, and still, if you take a small sample size, like the first six, or not maybe not the first six episodes, but like 
50% of the first season is as much as I've enjoyed any yeah. comedy ever. Absolutely. Ever. And then Veep has not gone yeah, down v- at Veep, all. Is, Veep is the most <laughs> consistent I think show. Hit, they've hit its stride, and I'm kind yeah, of I'm very excited for... Laugh out loud moments and just like... I think Veep yeah. like... It's like an Aaron Sorkin comedy, because it's yeah. just so smart and so tight, and like you... Like it's you, like a rest development. You don't want to... Yeah. yeah, and you don't want to laugh out loud too long, because you're right. going to miss something. You, yeah, the next line, exactly. And, and there, the maybe you don't is, laugh no, out loud. The cast is tremendous. Yeah. I do think the girls kind of gets away with only having to do, what, nine, epi- ten episodes yeah. a year yeah. at 30 minutes, whereas, you know, these sitcoms have to do 22. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely. why the degree of difficulty for the mini-project, that's why yeah. you shouldn't just, you know, dismiss, like, it's a Fox show. It's I mean, yeah. so is New Girl. But, I mean, like, they do have uh, a separate set of requirements. Yeah. Yeah. They can't yeah. curse or say, you know, they can't joke about sexual things at right. all. Yeah. It's why they have commercial breaks. They need to get to yeah. it. Yeah. 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 It's why Lost, speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. um, Lost is your squash.com. Squash.com. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no it's, but Lost is like a really, I mean, it's as a drama, I mean, it's hard to put it in the same category as, you know, The Wire and The Sopranos and shows like that. Right. As a network. But as a network drama, what else is kind of as accomplished as that show is? I mean, Mad Men with AMC. Yeah, it's not. But it's still 13 episodes. Yeah, they can get away. Right. Oh, I see what you're saying. Lost was 24. Right. Yeah. Yeah, How many was 24? 24 was 12. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That'd be weird. <laughs> Two hours. <laughs> Amazing. The uh, go go for it. Yeah. yeah. So you've got Veep and Girls. Yeah, and I, I mean, I like. I think. But like, if you were going to put a third one in, like, just as oh, I, oh, Mindy, certainly. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I would do. Um, I would do. I guess the only one that we're kind of missing. The only other is, one we're missing that I have watched is Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, I was going to say. So the one that um, I'd say we're missing is Community. Um, which is still taking yeah, yeah not really at the moment. But it's, it's, I mean, in the same yeah, way, Veep and... Well, Harmon's back. Harmon's back, yeah. So there's hope that this season it's, could kind of... It definitely... It, save it. In a, in a Yeah, but like I actually thought the last season <clears throat> was fine. Yeah, I did too, actually. I, I think if I didn't it. know that Harmon wasn't there, yeah. I wouldn't have thought he right. like something was missing. Yeah. I, I, I think that in the same way that... In, maybe in a lesser way, but in the same way that Girls is... Um, when Community comes back, I'm going to be really surprised and interested in seeing what they're going to do. Because and, they do things that no one else and does. And Chevy's gone, correct? Yeah. Thank God. That's big. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but so is Donald Glover. He's gone for a lot of it. Oh, yeah. right. He only did like half a season. Oh, which, which hurts. So, that hurts. Because Tro- Tro- Troy's a lot of the last Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's, he's most almost the Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or Andy people. and Parks and Rec. Even though Parks yeah. and Rec, everyone's kind yeah. of funny, you laugh when Andy yeah. You're, you're like, paying attention when he's on screen. When he comes still. on screen, yeah. You yeah, yeah. I think the, the thing about... Um, what were we just talking about? Community. Oh. Yeah, community, community before Dan Harmon left, that did occupy for me yeah. best show on... Funniest show on TV. Right, yeah. Even though it does... Curb a lot of the conventions it needs. It's very meta. Right. It does things like it does episodes that are all inclusive, but like you said, it'll be. I can't think of another show where it'd be like, I can't wait to see what they're gonna do. Right. Yeah. What do they? What do they? What do they do next? They'll yeah. do a video game episode. They'll do yeah. a claymation episode. They'll yeah. do a two right. part Ken Burns. And, and in a way that's a very under the athletes. Divergent reality. <laughs> yeah, it is. And they in a divergent way. realities. Right. Like they just. Yeah. They and they do things in a way that like, like other shows. Even, you know, kind of edgier shows like It's Always Sunny or Workaholics, they still reset after every episode. It's like The Simpsons, yeah. like they never rate. It's, like, not a, it's not a uh, through line. Right, like you don't, you don't, if you watch episode 11 and yeah. then watch episode 4, it doesn't matter because it's reset at the end of every episode. Right. And like that is kind of a noticeable absence, I think, with us, yeah. is that we're not saying It's Always Sunny. Yeah. Um, which at this point is season 9. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. Too much. Yeah, it's too yeah. much, and it's it's interesting because I mean, like, as you know, as a production company with a web series, the thing we get compared to the most is it's always sunny and workaholic. But hopefully, they mean the the good seasons of Always Sunny. Because <laughs> Always Sunny was well, tired of it. But it is so good. But it has nothing to do with like. I think if you watched It's Always Sunny right now, these last couple seasons, but you had never seen the previous six. You might think it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, it has nothing to do with them getting it's just, bad. It's just tired of the same yeah. situation. It's a stale dynamic, especially when stories don't advance. Right. Right. There's, there's no, yeah. There's no art that you're following. No. 
the one show that is oddly missing from pop culture is Louie. Where, yeah. where yeah. did that go? Where did that go? They skipped know. it. They skipped a season. Yeah. Shouldn't that have been this summer? Because he's also writing hours all the time. He yeah. writes a new hour every like six months. I don't know. It should I be never bad. I had never finished the last season. Weird because this is you know, one of the most Yeah. I think he's certainly one of our favorite comedic voices right now. Yeah. Yeah. But his show's hard to watch. It's not that comedic. <laughs> no, it's not very funny. But it's yeah. It's great. It's well done. But it's, also, you, you have to have such up. clout and such balls to have a show like that. Yeah, absolutely. Like, where you don't have to make it funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the deal he made with them, right? Right. Where he gets to do, he gets complete say. They have no, because right. he kept it under budget, and he's like, FX has no say in yeah. what he puts on it. <laughs> he gets to complete carte blanche, which is nice. I do wish there was some sort of, um, I guess, sketch. I mean, I, 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 I think we all watch SNL, these the mount, just because it is, you know, such an institution, especially for what we do. It's important to know what people are doing. But, like, there's a lot of shows that are good on Comedy Central, but nothing that has, like, the Chappelle show. Right. Gotta yeah. see it. Like, Key and Peele. Has a couple good, good. Inside couple good Amy Schumer. Too. I've seen it really good. Like, couple sketches, yeah. Birthday Boys, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, but, like, there's no... There's a bunch of decent Kroll shows coming back out. Yeah, yeah. Kroll shows. Like, good. I like them all. Right. They're so hit or miss. And nothing maybe, transcendent like Chappelle. And maybe yeah. the thing is, with all of sketch comedy on TV, is yeah. that now with... The way we consume and that's the way videos clips, on the internet, and, yeah, yeah. and that's the way you'd that's think tough. about SNL if it wasn't SNL. Like if yeah. if, if yeah. S- yeah. in a vacuum, if SNL was compared to Ken yeah. Peel, you'd think Ken hit or Peele miss. Better. They're both yeah. hit or miss, and yeah. yeah. Cook Street fan mail. We decided to do Inside Lou and Davis, which is the new Coen Brothers film. This was a really small budget picture. Um, they filmed the whole thing in six weeks just in the village in New York. Wow. Yeah. Um, it won the second prize um, in, at Cannes. Um, and it, I, I don't think it's going to make that much money. Like It's a, one a of their like smaller this. movies. It's one of their smaller. Well, they do yeah. these once in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess I'm, I'm kind of interested to know what you guys know about it. Um, just because we haven't talked about it as a group yet. Like, wh- what are your expectations going into it? Yeah, I know. What I know is that it's a smaller kind of music. It's 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 '60s Americana music. Basically, it's a Bob Dylan, a fictionalized Bob Dylan. It right. seems like right. not necessarily he's Bob Dylan because I, I don't think he's famous, but like he's. I've seen the trailer and it's all Dylan and it's just covering that troubadour uh, kind right. of kind of music time time in, in American music basically. Mm-hmm. And I know that Justin Timberlake's in it. And that the soundtrack's the same guy from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Yeah. Yeah. And just watching the preview, maybe it's because Goodman's in it, but you you kind of felt the Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The similarity, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just in the way it's shot and all that. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's yeah, you're not far off. The it's set in Greenwich Village in 1961, and it's um, they actually did loosely base this on a person. It's Dave Van Ronk. Um, and I think a lot of it was also uh, Ramblin' Jack Elliott. So these are folk singers in the early 1960s in Greenwich, uh, the Greenwich Village, who are writing about America and like you know protest music, mm-hmm. right? But they're like like they're writing about it in New York City. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of got this real um, kind of rural feel to it. But they're writing about it in New York City, mm-hmm. which is you know oh that is cool one of the things that are kind of interesting and like yeah it's it's loosely based apparently on uh, Dave Van Rock's memoirs um, and like all the music is his or not all of it but uh, the majority of the songs that he sings live are his. <laughs> I guess uh, I guess what's interesting about this to me is that I'm well I guess it's the Coen Brothers. Um, yeah. yeah, that's why we're doing it. We, we keep saying that it seems a little insensitive. I think it's Coen siblings now. No, that's well, the Wachowskis. Same thing. Which which Cohen got a sex change? Oh, that remember. makes more sense for this movie. Yeah. Now I see. Yeah, the Cohen brothers are certainly, for one thing, how old Nate? Do you think they are? Forty. Do you think they directed The Matrix? <laughs> no. Uh, Forty-seven. They are 56 and 59. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Co- yeah, which is well, that weird. That makes sense. I mean, when, I when 40, was the first so. one? 
the 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 fifty nine years ago was the first couple. <laughs> Their first big movie. I mean, like yeah, like late eighties, mid mid eighties. Blood Simple, I think, was probably the first one. That was like 85. That was them. I probably just don't know their older ones. No. But still, isn't that... I, when I think of the Coen brothers, yeah. I think of them as like our generation. Almost contemporaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Quentin Tarantino, early 90s got started. Like those two are now... They're the new guild, really. I mean, yeah. that's... We've talked about this yeah. before about like... I mean, Scorsese and Spielberg and that just old guard kind of leaving and then these new the new class kind of now we have to start giving Oscars to them like yeah. Coen Brothers won for No Country obviously mm. I think that that's still kind of surprising it is but it won it's not <laughs> it's an academy movie. movie typically it won the best picture or the, yeah they didn't win director it won best picture I don't know if they won best director they probably did yeah I think that they're um and we'll go through the Rotten Tomato scores in a sec, but I was actually really surprised by, uh, I, I guess I think, when I think of the Coen brothers, one of the first things I think of is Lady Killers. Because I'm like, yeah, they're great, but they did Lady Killers. Yeah, right. That is the only movie that they've done other than Hudsucker Proxy, which a lot of people love. Um, not a bad movie. That, uh, that is not fresh. I can't believe Intolerable Cruelty is... Yeah, that's fresh? Yeah, like I, I <laughs> like that one. I really hate it when seventy five percent. Wow, I hate it when when they do comedy like straight comedy because it ends yeah. up very madcap. Yes, and it's like I just I, I like it when they stick to the tense, the pacing, right. yes, creepy stuff. But. Yeah, so their first movie was uh, nineteen eighty four Blood Simple, ninety four percent. Um, Raising Arizona, 1987, 90%. Miller's Crossing, 91. Barton Fink, 91. Wow. Hudson Proxy was 56. Fargo was 94. Lebowski was 80%, which actually seems kind of low considering where low. everything else yeah. is. Yeah. Um, oh, Brother, Where Art Thou was, first of all, in 2000, which seems like longer ago than I thought it was. <laughs> um, 77. Okay. Um, the Man Who Wasn't There, 81, Intolerable Cruelty, 75, Lady Killers, 55, No Country, 94, Burn After Reading, 78, A Serious Man, which was great, was um, 89, True Grit, which was 96, and now Inside Lewin Davis, which was... I realize I've only seen about half their movies. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I missed a lot of those in there. Mm. I um that 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 Fargo Lebowski back to back was really where I think if, yeah. for us already right, like Far, Fargo's yeah, still exactly. I think Fargo really might be one of my top twenty movies ever. Yeah, that's great. Um that's and Lebowski great. obviously is yeah. just a cultural fucking icon at this point. Yeah. yeah. Um but my brother bought me like a uh, five pack of the Coen Brothers movies that were their first five, oh. and I watched them intermittently over the Miller's past Crossing, years. Miller's Crossing, Barton Fink, yeah. um, Blood Simple, and they're really good. Yeah, they're really good. They're I mean, filmmakers, like I mean, they're, they're yeah. writers too. They're yeah, great writers. Right, right. So they know exactly what they want to shoot. <laughs> but I mean, No Country as your top three, basically Fargo, Lebowski, No Country for Old Men. Not a lot of anyone yeah. has a top three. No. Well, and one, when they choose to do them, and like the, I guess the kind of surprising thing um, with them, you think of them as like you know famous filmmakers, um, but they do a lot of smaller movies. Yeah. Um, like True Grit made 170 million. Wow. Which really yeah. surprised me. But other than that, I mean, I don't know if anything in the box office made over 100 million. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they probably don't have name... I, mean, I don't know how much name recognition they have with, like, Johnny Oklahoma Seed or whatever. <laughs> that guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we all know him. Oh, then again, I don't know who does. It's probably Spielberg and Tarantino or something. Right. Like, those are the most famous directors. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they they definitely, for 30 years now, within Hollywood, are a big deal. Yeah, um... I don't know. I guess I, I, I guess I was kind of surprised going into this that they don't have like you get this you get the sense with them that they do the you know one for me one for you thing yeah. in order to maintain that kind of level of we can do whatever we want. Um, you'd think they'd have to give something back to the production companies, but it doesn't seem like they really do that. They mm -hmm. make the movies they want to. Yeah, they're well, sorry. They're they're doing a. I know the next two movies. One's a musical. 
um, which I'm not sure what that, that seems very loose at this point. And I mean, this is basically a musical too, Inside Moon Davis, and so is O Country. So they get into that sometimes. But the other movie they're doing is set in ancient Rome. Wow, wow, that That's interests me so much. Yeah. Yeah. Like this, I'm sure is a great movie. Inside Moon Davis, but I don't, regardless of what score you tell us, I do not think it'll, it does certainly won't win, like, an award. Yeah, right. Don't you think, like, you need he something? He might win. Or stand out like, for as us. As an actor, I feel yeah. like they put actors yeah. in roles. Where it may not stand win. out for us in their catalog, either. Yeah. Like, right. we'll go yeah. back, like, yeah, that's a good movie. Maybe right, 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 right. Yeah. But Cohen's in Rome. Yeah, right. Yeah. That, is, that is interesting. When we were saying uh, how the Coen brothers get to do whatever they want, um... As much as like production companies want the box office thing, does like getting the nominations and the best Oscars? Do they like get? I'm sure they don't get like a bonus or whatever. But yeah, that, yeah. but it, helps, it gets re-released. That helps them. Yeah, it get re-released. Yeah. People yeah. want to work with that studio. Exactly. They have Paramount has however many pedigree the Oscars. That's why they the do. Weinstein's are the Weinstein's. Yeah. Like you always hear that name every Oscar season because they find a way to push like a movie correctly. like The Artist has such a second and third life. Like, it gets released probably super limited, and then it gets Oscar buzz, and then it stays out. Yeah. And whatever Lebowski's box office is, doesn't matter. Yeah, DVD sales, (laughs) merchandising. Do you guys like, I mean, do you guys love Lebowski? Like, is that one of the movies that you kind of... Yeah. Yeah. It's one I would go to as a comedy that did it all the way right. I I don't know. I wouldn't poke a hole in it at all. Yeah. The only thing you can poke a hole in is just that we're, we're kind of inundated. It's just I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, the reaction. Yeah, I'm annoyed when like the dudes, the dudes, uh, right, right, right. Yeah, you can't take away the from dude the movie, abides. But, uh, All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. I saw. Yeah. That's <laughs> not, that wouldn't be the that wouldn't be the quote that I would use <laughs> <laughs> to describe the. You would use uh, "I'll suck your cock for a thousand dollars." Pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I like you do say that a lot. I do. <laughs> um, John Goodman is so good in Big Lebowski. Yeah, like I know Jeff Daniels is the dude, and that yeah, always be his thing. But John Goodman, like the funny, the laugh out loud stuff, is yeah. all Goodman. And I think they, I mean, they use John Goodman, yeah. probably more than John Goodman. Maybe Totoro, yeah. I think, used to be in a lot of movies. He's, um, I, I just read about this. He's, um, he's in six of their movies, which is tied with. Uh, Buscemi and somebody else yeah, for the most. John Goodman's role in this is he's uh, kind of like a grizzled old what? drug addict slash jazz musician, which I like. Uh-huh. Like him making fun of folk music. See, we'll, we'll I thought he was going to be a movie a music producer. So yeah, I'm glad yeah, he's yeah, actually yeah. a musician. Well, so speaking of music, one of the things uh, like this is obviously about a musician, and there's a lot of music in it. Um, so a lot of people are making a big deal about the soundtrack. Um, what they're also talking about is interesting to me because it's um, the music that's performed in it is performed live. So it's recorded live the same way Les Mis was. Yeah. And why is that something that we should be impressed by? Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's really strange to ask people to like perform, especially like they're playing with guitars, singing harmonies with one, like, one another. Yeah. Why is it weird that they're doing that while being filmed by a camera instead of being filmed, you know? I was watching Les Mis like last week because I hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And all you heard leading up to it was these were filmed, these right. were recorded yeah. live, right. and that's yeah. supposed to be something. But Which I, is also a really, misnomer. Why is that? That's not live. True. You're not watching no, it. No, no, live <laughs> to tape. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> but I think it did lend something to the. I don't know. The yeah, one, it does. one take it is does. a huge thing. With yeah, like Anne Hathaway's well, yeah, part, yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, it, it when it doesn't feel overproduced, right. like, It does sound more authentic. I think maybe I mean, not I, better, but I think that if it's a live performance that right. they're do, that they're doing, I kind of like they did live. Take Russell Crowe as he is. No sweet. Yeah. He could have used. He could have <laughs> used a little, a little oh, rich, a little auto tune. Yeah. I'm John Blair. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that works. That's I'm my favorite song. I'm John Bear, <laughs> I am mean. I'm probably the bad guy. Kind of, though. But I'm complicated. <laughs> um, speaking of Javert, not at all. Um, <laughs> but I know you have a you, you want to talk about Timberlake. Timberlake, I'm prepared to really like Justin Timberlake. Yes. He's got a beard. He's singing folk songs. Yeah. I've heard a couple of the songs they do. It's great. He's got yeah. a great voice. He's playing the guitar. I'm prepared to really like him. Yeah. Okay. Point and out. So this will this will be terrible. <laughs> well, I don't like him, Travis. 
Justin Timberlake, I realized a few weeks ago, has gotten into hey famous person impress me territory for me. I think that whenever you hear people talk about Justin Timberlake, who is unassailable in our culture, there's no one that doesn't like Justin Timberlake. It, the the adjective is talented. And I think that's an interesting euphemism sometimes for underachieving. Like in sports, we talk about teams that are, oh, they have so much talent, or they're really talented. Yeah. That means they haven't won anything. You wouldn't call the Heat talented anymore. But if they didn't, if they, ha- if they hadn't won anything, they'd be like, God, there's such talent. Right. It, it kind of means you haven't fulfilled some sort of potential. Granted, I don't know what I think his curse is that he's the he's a master of you know yeah master of trades. Well, no, nope. jack of jack all, of all master trades, of master of none. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, what he what, what he's mastered is dancing, which isn't really a trade I know a lot about. Other than it looks like he's just copied Michael Jackson. <laughs> I think a lot of people would say he's mastered music in general. But yeah. that's what. But he hasn't. He, he this is his second album as a solo artist that just came out this year. That got a Isn't lot that of buzz, lazy? though, right? Oh. It did. Well, but I he was also it. in one of the biggest bands in the world. Yeah, yeah, okay. But if you're, you know, we're gentlemen here. Are we talking about NSYNC as, like, that's where, if he peaked there, that's I, fine. I actually think Justin Timberlake is is a perfect example of the word, word talented. Because he's good, he's like LeBron. He's good at a lot of different things. <laughs> right. And he wants to try all of them. I just think I at no this point, with that. I'm just saying at this point, I don't think he's got a lot to his name. Like, if an alien came in and be like, oh, what should I check out? Be like, well, um, he's pretty good on SNL. Um, these people really, really seem to like him on SNL. Yeah. Um, you should definitely listen to No Strings Attached. It's a great album by NSYNC. <laughs> it is. And he's, you know, and, and Future Love Sex Sounds, is that what it's called? Yeah. His first album. Like, oh, that's a good album when it came out. I just think that he stopped. He made one solo album, proved he could do it without NSYNC. Stopped. And ever since then has been doing movies and Jimmy Fallon appearances and SNL. But I don't think he stopped I don't think he stopped making music because he couldn't keep doing it or was afraid to follow it up. It's opportunities were there and he wanted to try something new. But right, but he's a, saying what did he do in that what were the acting friends that with really got benefit. And that's shouldn't true. that be his passion? Like I don't know. I just I, I don't hold I, that against him. I don't know. I think <laughs> you, you should hold some things against him, mainly that he's never had a tough day in his life. <laughs> Maybe that's what it stems from, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of overkill with liking Justin Timberlake. And I'd like him, I wish he had done maybe a few more albums that were like just incredible and then decided to start doing acting and say, yeah. I've, I've Wouldn't it suck if he was the best musician ever and a great actor? Is he a great actor? No, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and what solo artist has four incredible albums? Yeah, they they at least have I don't know. I mean, isn't he like a better? Usher kept going. Isn't least. he a better version? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Sex in the Club though. Yeah. I mean, Andre three thousand kind of tried to do the same yeah. thing and really failed way harder than Justin Timberlake did. Yeah, yeah. but he is a part of Outcasts, right? Yeah, he's I'm, more accomplished. More accomplished with Outkast? That's what I'm saying. Is you Justin, think he's better. I, he's not more accomplished. Yeah. I'm saying so Justin Timberlake is talented. In sync and then, and then yeah. yeah. I don't, I'm just saying that I don't think of Justin Timberlake as a very accomplished person. I think. A comp- you don't think he's accomplished? <laughs> no. I feel like that's the opposite of what you're saying. Yeah. No. He's accomplished in, in too many things. But what is he... What is he's he not accomplished as an actor yet. I think that's true. Yeah. Yeah. But he's... Pretty damn accomplished in music. I guess. What does he? He doesn't. He has two albums, and otherwise he was in Sync. That were both Grammys, right? Yeah, and, this and, one Sync is good. one of the biggest yeah, bands in the world. Away. I mean, like Paul Simon. Like Paul Simon had two big albums with Simon and Garfunkel, and then one big album as a solo. I this mean, is, I'm just. I'm in year fifteen of knowing Justin Timberlake, so I'm kind of. I, I'm surprised that there wasn't a an album there in the middle that I don't know where he was like struggling. <laughs> he's just it's it's him him and Jay-Z and they do the big tour and it's like they're both you just can't say anything negative about either one of those guys and at the end of the day they're both kind of boring yeah I think that this movie is a really interesting choice for him like Kanye and Pharrell like isn't this kind of the of Jay-Z and Justin Timberlake isn't Inside Lewis, Lewis Davis kind of a perfect choice for him to make though because it's it's yeah uh, he makes great choices for right. movies 
But it's a movie that. Well, I mean, he, he. Well, that's the thing is, Runner Runner is like five percent. Oh yeah. And End Times yeah. obviously a shit factory, but he has social network. He was in Black Snake Moan, which is actually really underrated. Yeah, it's good. Another music movie that he's involved with. I think this is a savvy choice. It's just. Do you think you're gonna dislike him in it? No, no. I like Justin Timberlake. And I, <laughs> and that's not what I. My point is that I just think that he's in this odd limbo of cultural cachet where you can't really do wrong, but then again, I can't point to something. What would I show this alien? Does show me one thing that Justin Timberlake's done? Or l- let me hear one album. It'd be the album. That album? Yeah. Is that gr- is it good? I don't know. Senorita. Would you play time. it over Friends with Benefits, though? Uh, I, I don't time. play... I don't ever choose to play anything that's, over Friends that's with Benefits. Right. Yeah. There's like five songs on that album that you love. Bring in Sexy Back. I really don't. Senorita's the only one I like. But there's a lot. Bring in Sexy Back. I mean, that's a a preference thing. Yeah. It's not like he's never been into any of his music. So that's that's why I say he's not accomplished in my my ears. (laughs) It's just hard when you look at the record sales. (laughs) Yeah. Well, he's he's doing well. And any other boy band star. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's the only one. He's Nick, talented. Nick Lachey is wrong. Nick Lachey just put out an album for his son. It's the most pandering bullshit he's I've ever seen. He's hosting the sing-off, so he's doing fine. I don't know what that is. I have better things to do, Evan. I feel like Justin Timberlake's never worked hard on, like, a project. He just walks in and gets by and on sheer talent, talent and, looks <laughs> and charm and funny. I think the fact that <laughs> the, the Coen brothers picked him Makes me have unfounded confidence, maybe, but I think he's going to be great. Yeah, With the Coen Brothers yeah, casting. He's going to be great. He's definitely going to be good. Credit he's got him. a good beard. I was surprised by how good his. Beard yeah, was. he shouldn't lead a movie ever. Yeah, Not, yeah. I want that. Yeah, he's good in this movie, and he puts out a good album in two years. Will you call him talented and accomplished? I will, no, I don't think the, in. What movie, can he do? Is my question. The latest album. Oscar. What is someone? What is someone who's good at everything but not great? How do they become great to you? I would love to see him put out an album of like acoustic songs that he writes, that or a are movie like where he's like a drug addict, complicated. Yeah, yeah. is that Alpha Dog? Hard times. Oh, yeah. Alpha Dog was that's, sad, but that's that's holding him to a standard that is yeah, insane. The standard you say you want him to be. Put out an acoustic album that he writes that's beautiful and perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah that's if awesome. he's going to be one of the top ten famous successful people in the yeah, world. Yeah, but who's compare him Beaver's to other people? Like, do you think Brad Pitt is more accomplished? Yes. Yes. Brad Pitt is excellent at acting. Yes. You're saying because he's really yes. good at one. He's excellent. I at tried acting. to say that last episode. He's excellent at acting. <laughs> no one thinks he's that it's good. It's just at he always, he's Brad Pitt. Not yeah, he's, he's excellent. But so is Tom Cruise. You show up and you're not thinking, "Wow, is that Tom Cruise or is that Ethan Hunt?" Is I your can't problem see though that they're doing crossovers? <laughs> like, are, name somebody who's done crossovers, both music and film or acting. That common. I think most def already showed how rap should be done, and then said, "Yeah, I'll do." The most most, most def, I'll go sixteen blocks. Yeah. <laughs> most def does in, like he's in like <laughs> indie rapper and he's in indie movies. That's a whole different thing. Time job, I didn't. Will Smith is the yeah. obvious one. Yeah. But we know you hate Will Smith. No, yeah. I hate Will Smith you now. Have to. But that, yeah, talk about something accomplished. I mean, <laughs> Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> That's your accomplishment? Fresh so you want Timberlake to do a shitty sitcom? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I know, I'm raising the, the shitty sitcom after Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That's well, it's at the time. You bite your tongue. No, if we weren't kids. His. His what do you make mean? fun of it. If we weren't kids when that show came out. Well, if we were adults, any adults like that show? Think about anything else that existed back Did then. any adults like that show at that time? Adults I didn't talk to any That's smart, but. but that's, I mean, I don't think we'd like it if it was came out right now. Are you calling us adults? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we'd like it in 12 years if we saw it. When we become adults. I don't know that anyone's carried a good comedy TV show as much as Will Smith carried for yeah. Friends for so long. Though. That was it was just him. Well, people do the Carlton dance still, so there's, yeah. I agree he sucks. So nostalgia is <laughs> the same as good. That's what I was trying to say earlier. How we think it's a good show. Nostalgia is the reason we think that show's good. If Timberlake played Carlton, oh my god. <laughs> um, His type of music. Is there anyone you really like? 
That's true. Yeah, R and B's killing it right now. Is oh, I don't R&B? think it is R and B. Yeah, it's like pop. real R and B. What does he do? Then? I don't know. Male pop singers. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's lumped in there because of NSYNC, but yeah, I, I, I attribute him more to pop than he's pop. He's got, yeah, he's got a little more. He's got. So I mean, I generally, yeah, I generally beats, like a, a woman's voice singing that sort of stuff. To I me. agree. <laughs> I, I still think that having one album that a lot of people like, and it, for the for the amount of clout he has, there's something funny about how the word talent can some, uh, sometimes yeah. mean you haven't done something. Yeah, I don't know if he has clout, but he has America by the short he's, Yeah, he's, 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 <laughs> kind, yeah, of, no he's one, kind of invincible. I don't know if there's anyone else who's like as said, invincible yeah. as he is. Yeah. Right, um, that's true. I don't know why you'd ever raise a point trying to assail him, frankly. No, okay. <laughs> here I am, three on one. <laughs> Makes zero sense. Speaking of three on one, uh, we'd like to take a second to talk uh. about our friends at Squash.com. If you're like me and you found yourself with a surplus of post-Thanksgiving gourd, Squash.com is a one-stop shop for all your, your cucurbita needs. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, come on, Trav. I don't need some faceless corporate, don't give a hoot about me, squash bigwig, telling me what to do with my squash. And you know what? I used to be the same way. But now I'm squashing all the time from the comfort of my own home without ever waiting in one of those never-ending squash lines. Just trust me. Try squash.com. You'll never go back. Wow. Squash.com, our sponsor this Thanks week. Thanks a lot, Squash.com. We owe them a lot. Yeah. Apparently, Oscar Isaac is uh, like a really great musician. Yeah. Um, I was wondering if that was that kind of part of it. Yeah, part of it sounds, yeah. yeah, and so that was... Because you're the other, only other time I've seen him on screen. Well. It's, you know, we've talked about this before with... Uh, George Clooney. With having good music in a film about music is kind of a rarity, I think. Um, like, almost famous. Right. That band sucked. Yeah. Right. <laughs> We didn't get behind that band, that good. but the soundtrack was great. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, the best yeah. part, the best musical moment in that is when they're singing Elton right. John. Has to do I guess. With. Well, was Crazy Heart? Is that was his music good? I actually thought his music was pretty great, yeah. but still, the soundtrack it was a lot of like the Leuven Brothers, like like these famous old country acts. Well, we all liked the Wonders. Damn it! They they That's were a one hit wonder. <laughs> I don't. Their other stuff wasn't that good. What do you mean? They had one song that did better than the rest? Yeah. Oh, I know their whole catalog. Oh, you're doing that, <laughs> that thing you do. <laughs> um, what about uh, 8 Mile? I guess that's kind of cheating, because that's just, M- just... Eminem makes some songs. <laughs> yeah. But, like, Lose Yourself. Lose is, Yourself is great. And, and he did write that yeah. for the movie. Right. Yeah. It right. wasn't the other way around. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think this is probably the right kind of genre of music to make songs that sound like that. Well, and I guess they actually are Dave Van Rock songs, but like yeah. the early 60s folk music, like Peter, Paul, and Mary and stuff like that. Um, like, you know, it's it's acoustic guitar. It's like two acoustic guitars and like two or three person harmonies. Like it's not, it's not going to feel like this is like a, with Almost Famous, it's like this is this Zeppelin-esque it's, it's the jukebox rock band that this, like, yeah. yeah. And that's hard to pull off, but with folk songs that are three chords... Yeah, you know, I mean, that, you can kind of believe that this, yeah, this is a Greenwich. Um, it is cool. It sounds. It sounds more. It sounds. You know, it's not like a let's make a movie about a musician. It's let's make a movie about this particular time in American culture and like all the different, I'm sure, clashes that are going on. What's the running time? Hour forty-five. Nice. nice Sensible. Nice work, Collins. <laughs> nice I work. guess it was a giveaway to say I, sh- I probably shouldn't have said that this won the second prize at Con, but. We would have liked this. We weren't going to guess that. <laughs> Wins the second prize. <laughs> well, do you, know, do you guys know what the, the What won prize? second prize last year? And then what was that Rotten Tomatoes? Yeah, yeah. That's the easiest <laughs> that's a great question. To, to guess it on the news. Right. I'll tell you that in just a sec. Do you guys know what did win? First prize? Yeah, first prize at Con. Was 12 Years a Slave around? Dallas Buyers I don't know Club. if that was submitted. Uh, it might not have been um, submitted. Francis Ha. It did not win. No. Dallas Buyers Club? No. I can't imagine it was that. Um, I'll give you a hint. It's a... <laughs> I can't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was a play on the movie title. I was like, yeah, McConaughey. McConaughey. That can't be Metru. No. <laughs> Matthew. Um, no, it was a foreign film. 
famous for its raunchy. This year, nymphomania. Oh, uh, blue is the warmest color. Blue is the famous warmest color. for its raunchy lesbians. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard of this movie. Really? No. I need to yeah. watch more porn. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Our walls are thin, bro. <laughs> Not a lot of times that statement's uttered. I need to watch more porn. <laughs> get on that old internet. I need to get more See car accidents. Watch some more deplorables. <laughs> need to hunker down and really drain these yeah. balls. I have so much porn I'm, cu- I'm not caught up on. This weekend I'm just staying in. Like going through. I'm behind on all my porn. <laughs> Go through all the classics. My first sex teacher, they're piling up. <laughs> um, all right, do you guys have any more questions? Uh, like, what are you missing? All right. Well, before before we get to the guesses, I there is something I kind of want to I want to see what you guys have to say about uh, Paul Walker's passing uh, because it was very surprising to me when I heard that he died. I went on Twitter and um, there were there was just no jokes about him. Like there was even where you know normally Twitter just nothing's sacred, <laughs> uh, and he's you know a b- bad actor. By all accounts, I would say there's the skulls and was it Blue Crush or something, and then Varsity into, Blue, into the Varsity Blues, Blues, into Blue. Blue. Like he's a pretty, whatever. He's a fine person, and certainly the way he died with the charity event, I think, makes a difference. Um, but it was alarming to see so much like people going to the crash site and like feeling this intense connection with um, an actor who probably gets made fun of while he was alive, <laughs> much like Keanu probably right. did. You know, it's just yeah, yeah. we know those guys. I just thought it was so interesting, slash funny, because uh, I'm an asshole, that Nelson Mandela is the new one, and like how quickly, <laughs> like Paul Walker and Nelson Mandela as a combo to die in the same week, you can't really pick more opposite people <laughs> and like lives they led. Like just. Which one was connected to apartheid? That was Walker, Paul. I don't know, I haven't seen the Fast and the Furious movies, oh. so if that's about apartheid, then. That actually leads us into an interesting... uh, (laughs) We're introducing a new segment on the show tonight, which is Am I Missing Out? Mm -hmm. So uh, basically from now on, we would like people to write to us with a movie, a show, anything like that, um, that they haven't seen, album, musician, um, that they have not seen but is lauded or um, culturally relevant uh, to some extent. And ask us, am I missing out? So in Justin's case this week, we're yeah. talking about Fast and the Furious. Is no. It? Here I am. <laughs> the answer's no. Hat in Move hand. Off. Hat in hand. I have not seen one Fast and the Furious. It is interesting, though, like for your lens, Paul Walker dying to you is somebody you, you really haven't seen at all. No, I mean, I, I've, I've, yeah, not in a full movie. I've probably just seen Varsity Versus and the Skulls. Mm-hmm. She's all that. Uh, I've, I eventually saw that recently, but not the whole thing. I've avoided him the whole, his whole life. Yeah. Not hard to avoid. Yeah. <laughs> the movie wasn't like... You can get away with it. You know, dodging sunlight. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I just, mm-hmm. Fast and the Furious, I know that the last, the last two of them are like, score in the high 70s, and right, like, yeah. a lot of my friends like it, and... Hey, I like stuff that's bad, right. but also good at the same time. Or maybe I don't. Maybe that's my problem. <laughs> I like a movie that's either good or bad, bad, but they don't know they're bad. Right. Right. And this the campy, you know, fast cashing fast, in, cashing in Sharknado. Right. Right. That always kind of. It's not on that level. No. 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 <clears throat> but knowing it's, it's still place. taking itself pretty damn seriously. They're, like there's still like scenes where Vin Diesel will walk up and a, a group of guys with guns and they get real serious and all that. They're not trying to be like yeah. cheesy with that. It's trying no. to be like hardcore action. There's no way you should watch any of the first three. Yeah. I think you should see the first What's one. What's the fourth? I don't know. Tyrese. Oh, Fast and Furious. Tyrese is in a bunch of them. No, ty- well, he's in a bunch, yeah. Four Fast, Four Furious. I think four yeah. was just Fast and four Furious. Four Fast, Five Furious. Okay. It was confusing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the problem is that I knew for so long I knew it was just this franchise that like yeah. wouldn't die... Kind of like, you know, where you see Saw, or you're like, oh, they're making another right. one of those. But this one got a second and, life. Yeah, and then all of a sudden yeah. people are saying, no, really, the last you one was good. No, 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 I don't want to forgive them for what they did. Right. Yeah. You know what? I also don't want to go back because you missed all the story. You yeah. know what? what there's, a, there's, a, there's a way that you should, that you are missing out in a way that you're not. You should never seek any of those movies out. Okay. But if you're if on a couch yeah. and you're watching really any of them, mm-hmm. fuck yeah. And don't be <laughs> worried great if it's not the first one. 
Yeah. Okay. You won't be yeah. lost. <laughs> yeah. Or even if it's the beginning of the movie. Just pick up wherever it is. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> it does not matter what the background before that is. Yeah. Yeah. You'll be fine. Just go for a ride. I like them. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. Yeah. Okay. But it's not like, great. I've heard Mad, Mad, Mad Men is good. Like, oh yeah, just start watching now. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Breaking Bad. Well, that it is, it's actually, it's a lot like Breaking Bad. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but with Breaking Bad, all of a sudden, it, like this past year, it, yeah. was a, it blew up. Tipping yeah. point. Yeah, it blew up and like, you know, this is the best show in That's history. That's because we have Twitter. Right, well, apparently. <laughs> you hear about it more. Right. Oh, I they're saying Twitter led to the superlative era. Oh, well, because <laughs> it seems maybe. like it might have. But it is, once you realize era. that you're five or six, you know, especially seasons, but, you know, or movies behind something. It's yeah, it's daunting. Right. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm planning on starting Breaking Bad, but. These, that would be a great example of our, our, our am I missing out? Yeah. So. Save it. Send us an email. Send us a Twitter. Me? Or just text. You can always just text. 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 And, and, uh, yeah, ask us whether or not you're missing out on something. Um, So back to Inside Lewin Davis. Is there anything else that you guys need to know before we go into the guesses? Um, What kind of name is Lewin? That's a great question. Because they did Llewellyn, right? That's, I've heard that yeah. name. Yeah, isn't that No country? country? Yeah, but I've heard that name. Yeah, but that like, wasn't. I haven't. Yeah. Llewellyn. From who? That's like an old school southern it's, name. Llewellyn Mishkin, yeah. But that was based on. Sue Ellen, Sue Ellen Mishkin. That was based on a Cormac McCarthy. I mean, that was a book. Llewellyn? Mm-hmm. Llewellyn. No, Llewellyn. I mean, that's No Country for Right. Man. And Llewellyn's yeah. a name. I never heard No, of I'm just surprised they would use a name that close to that name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you, you, did you read the Cormac? Um, you like McCormick McCarthy. He's my favorite he's author. He's my favorite, author. Your favorite author. Had you read it before No Country? Yeah. Did you really love the movie? Yes. And it wasn't, there was no, there was just separate things and Coen Brothers killed yeah. him. Yes. Okay. That's Actually now, I, I, it's one of the best interpretations yeah, I've ever. Yeah, because that's and really I, hard to do. And Javier Bardem is better than anything you could have imagined. Imagine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I mean, really, the it was it was pretty flawless. Uh, but like, like with they were still they still remain separate because the way Cormac McCarthy writes is so so completely different than the way anyone else writes. It's so prose based, and like the mm-hmm. way he uses punctuation, um, you know, it's very biblical. Does he use it at the end of sentences? Um, uh, <laughs> it's a av- it's avant garde. <laughs> period. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they're very separate. Well, yeah. the uh, I think I guess I'm asking that because the, the few things I can think of with No Country, which we, we didn't really talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, the two things that stuck out was to me was one that I've never listened to the last line of a movie closer. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it just it's the whole time you're watching is like something big is happening. There's <laughs> a lot of chants and like bigger yeah. themes going on, and then this Tommy Lee Jones dream he has yeah. ends it, and they do the abrupt cut. I remember first time like shit. I wasn't paying attention that closely. <laughs> yeah. That's like probably was, the metaphor for the entire movie. I was thinking too much about what is happening, what has yeah. just happened, and I wasn't expecting it to just end. Yeah. yeah. So it's like when you read. I've done this with a lot of my favorite books. Is I'll be like, fuck, that did not just wrap up everything for me. I got to read this last page again and again because right. obviously it's deliberate to end it on that. The second thing though uh, that was really, I mean, remarkable is. The death of a main character, probably the main character, is unseen. Yeah. yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. Were you guys upset about that when it happened? Or, like, I think I went through a, I hate that I didn't see right. him. Right, like you're but impressed. Well <laughs> done, Cohen. Yeah. Respect the decision, but I guess I don't... kind of use it. Yeah. No, I actually think that it was the same way, like, not to take credit away from them, but if I remember correctly, it was done the same way in the book. Hmm. Where you discover that from the perspective of, the but there's certainly different rules for books and movies yeah. too. Yeah, Definitely. you had to read it though, right? <laughs> Up to that point, yeah. so it it takes away. They did not see it. The book opens up and you hear a voice that tells you <laughs> part. <laughs> you don't see it. With the Coen Brothers, everything feels deliberate. Every everything yeah. is a choice, and you're very aware yeah. of that through the whole time. And I mean, that's I guess leading into the guessing the scores. There's it's it's the who's who's more at the top of their game. They're in total right control. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, lock in your scores. What we're going to do right now is the, the boys are going to lock in their scores. Um, in a sec, we're going to go around, and everybody's going to name what they think the Rotten Tomato score for this is. The one who loses will have to see the movie on their own at a theater by themselves. I don't have a lot to justify my guess with. It's Coen Brothers, like we said. There's seems like... 
they probably are done making really shitty movies. Unless it's a comedy, in which case I don't trust them. But this seems like a good, small movie that will definitely not win Best Picture. Uh, I'm going with 88. Uh, I'm going 83% because it's going to be good. <laughs> Aren't you just a little sandwich maker? I, I, how can I know that we'd be a sandwich maker? How You're low? You go? Yeah, I went low. I don't um, think it's gonna be that great. Okay. Oh, I thought we were winning like nineties. I mean, I think it's gonna be good, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna leave there like yes. You're not. But like, I think the critics. I'm gonna leave like oh. But <laughs> I just thought the critics. <laughs> this is why they listen to us. Yeah. I'm gonna leave there like no. I know. I oh. have the best insights. Oh. <laughs> um, seventy nine. Okay. One so we have we have eighty three, eighty eight, and seventy nine. It's over under eighty three. Yeah, yeah. Eighty three, well. eighty three or less, and you're seeing. I'm seeing. Justin seeing it. Okay, well the consensus. <laughs> this is the most boring consensus I've ever read for a movie on Rotten Potatoes. <laughs> Good. Um, smart, funny, and profoundly melancholy. Inside Lewin Davis finds the Coen brothers in fine form. I would love to be described as those three things. Yeah. <laughs> Smart, funny, funny, and profoundly. Profoundly. profoundly Just Fiona stick. Apple right there. <laughs> 95%. Oh, Woo! 95. 95. Yeah. My God. It looks so boring. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing exploded. <laughs> the guy who's been talking about Fast and the Fury. <laughs> Inside Lewin Davis. Kind of named Lewin. <laughs> what the fuck? Khan likes lesbos. Oh, that old adage. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I could have like that on bumper sticker. Five people voting instead of a hundred. That's true. Conalingus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, you're right. Okay, well, this is going to be a busy month for us here at Cook Street. Um, we've got a couple podcasts coming out. Uh, big movies released near Christmas. We're, I think we're going to do Walter Mitty, and the big one is going to be Anchorman, which is next week, Anchorman 2, um, which you'll be hosting, Nate. That seems fitting, doesn't it? You're... Why? <laughs> well, you're going to like it the most. <laughs> you look the most like him. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Okay. Um, aside from that, we're finishing our web series, so keep an eye out for the end, the last two episodes of Under the Affluence. You can check us out on cookstreetproductions.com, Facebook slash cookstreet, and YouTube and Twitter, cooks underscore st. And I'm pod podcasting, yeah, girl. <laughs> there you go.